0: You're listening to The Self Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Okay, we are rolling. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Self Worth Circle. Today you have your homegirl Julia here doing a solo episode and first of all I just wanted to just thank every one of you who has been with us ever since we began this journey of podcasting about a year ago. I feel like I've grown in different aspects a lot in this whole podcast has grown also into its own kind of um, container, I guess. We've had so many different guests and I'm just really excited to see what the future has stalled for us. Um, Before I dive in deeper today, I just want to give a heads up. There is construction work going on outside of my apartment in Helsinki right now. And unfortunately, I don't have my pro podcasting gear with me today. I could not find it in our bedroom. So uh, I think, I hope it's my boyfriend who needs it for like pro stuff, like actual (laughs) important stuff. Um, But anyways, very... Very excited to be here recording a podcast with you and if there is some background noise that is probably from our, the street outside or it might be the dog or something else because I'm recording this on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that, it, first of all, also happy June it's, it's the 3rd of June as I'm recording this and I've spent my morning on the beach and it felt really unreal. Um, as you might have known, I spent a lot of the month of May at our summer place in Hango and then we arrived back about a week before we left for Lapland to run the ultra marathon. I'm going to jump into that pretty soon but really the the contrast of moving or like kind of arriving back in the city after being in nature is always such a surprise for me for some reason i don't get used to it like i i i've done it so many times already that i should know that it will be like just um you know it takes time to get used to it so it just gets me that I'm always so <laughs> surprised when I get back here. Although we do have a lot of construction going on uh, just outside of our apartment. Uh, the streets are just messed up and they're redoing the, what's it called in in English, the the rails for the tram and many other things so basically everything in Calleo is just construction work (laughs) and it feels like it's never ending so um I've had a few meltdowns here and there and not only on construction workers and construction sites but also the freaking bikers Ugh. I'm sorry if you're one of them. I just cannot deal with people on bikes in the city. Um, mostly noise the hate out of me when I'm driving because they're so unpredictable and they come super fast. But also because I have a very timid dog and um, he just gets really just scared when they and they drive past him uh, like 100 kilometers per hour. So Jesus Christ, can they just slow down or not Not bike? <laughs> I know it's like good for the environment and everything, but still, and same with the electric scooters. Like some of you are just driving them too freaking fast and you can't hear them. And then suddenly they pass you by and you're like, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, many things that has been like, just getting me, this is like things that you don't have in Hango or the countrysides, countryside in Finland either. Um, oh my God, another thing, sorry, I'm like venting here to you, <laughs> just like the things that I don't like about Helsinki. Uh, I love dogs and I have nothing against dog people. But certain dog owners here in the city, they are just not, like, they cannot read a social situation where I'm looking straight ahead or, like, just having my gaze at the street or something, and they're trying to, like, get me to socialize with them so that their dog can make friends with mine. And, I don't have anything against it, but because of like stressful situations and construction work, there's like specifically a few of them just that lives nearby that I always uh, bump into when I walk my dogs. And they just like kind of let their dogs on a like a loose leash. Is that it in English? And uh, like one of my, like the smaller dog of mine is not a big fan of male dogs at all and it's just like so annoying when i'm trying to just like get past it i'm in a hurry i need to like get my dogs to pee quickly and get back into my apartment and you know it's just like can can i just walk my dogs alone i don't want to socialize with people every single time now i'm not saying that it's nice sometimes but i just prefer people that i know or Dogs that I do know that my dogs get along with. Mm. Um I don't know if anyone else has this problem, but just like really freaking annoying with like over social dog owners. God, I sound finished now. Oh, what else? Just like giving you a kind of a quick recap of what I've been doing. Um, I took May off from Zoom yoga, but I still feel like I've been working on something nonstop. Weird thing being an entrepreneur. I've also been binging the, the real housewives of Beverly Beverly Hills. It's really hard to say that phrase fast, the real housewives of Beverly Hills (laughs) and keeping up with the Kardashians. I've been watching all the trash, um, on Seymour. Um, so yeah, that's about what I've been doing. Really looking forward to spending more days outside on a beach and in the sun. And, um, also one thing that I want to mention, I know that specifically I don't mention a lot of Finnish, um, content creators or stuff or podcasts. I don't listen to Finnish podcasts or I didn't. I, I, I didn't used to, let's say that. But I don't know about like during winter, I really fell in love with true crime and, uh, the Yalil podcast. Holy fork. Uh, we probably listened to it. Like we we listen to it like every single time we know that we're going to spend a long time in the car. So driving up to Lapland and back from Lapland down to Helsinki, we binged it basically the whole way up there and all the way back down to Helsinki. Another one that I really, really love and um, it's also because cooking is my passion is Bella Table and I am one of those who I'm kind of like slow with getting on to stuff that people talk about. This is a podcast that I've heard about so much. And one of our guests, uh, Tara, has also been uh, guesting on that podcast. And I've just been hearing so much good stuff about these two incredible women sharing their passion for food and recipes. And um, I've just kind of haven't been into listening to it because of it being in Finnish. I have a as you might know, my Finnish is not very uh refined and I get very nervous when I have to speak Finnish. So um <laughs> I just tend to probably subconsciously skip uh podcasts that, that are Finnish also because it like for some reason, I don't resonate with a lot of uh, f- like Finnish creators out there, but this one is amazing. Like I am really late to the train, but it's incredible. Big shout out to Bella Table, and as you know, I'm a big foodie. If I wouldn't be doing like what I do, if I wouldn't be a yoga teacher, I would probably be like doing something. <laughs> that combines my love to food. Um, so I've been binge listening to it and I feel like it's a great, great thing also for my for my Finnish probably. I met one of my good friends, Eve, here the other day and she was like, whoa, Julia, I can hear that you haven't been speaking Finnish in a long time. Like, yeah, I know, sorry. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that was like a really long intro about what I've been doing. Um, but I'll get to the point. So last week about, so when this podcast is being released tomorrow, it will be exactly one week since I ran an ultra marathon the first time in my whole life. Um, this is the organizers of nuts. If you've been hearing about nuts, they are the organizers of many different trail runs in Finland. And this is kind of a, these are big events and people used to before like pre COVID times, people from all over the world would come and run them. They do, they organize one. I think they have like three different ones. You can correct me if I'm wrong. They might have more, but they, we did the one in Ruka. So the carjunquierros, the bears, bears, bears. This, the, the word bear, I always get wrong. I mix it up with beer, <laughs> but bear, uh, round, I would say. If, if you would translate it to English. And they have one in Palas, Illas, Akaslampolo. Um, and then they have one in Puha, I think. And then during these bigger events, they have different distances that you can choose from. And we did the one, um, that was 56.6 kilometers long. And I got kind of my, my cousin talked me into this. So she is... hell of a girl (laughs) and she's she's actually run the Palas, the one that is in Palas twice and that one is I think over 60 kilometers so the 66k one and uh, she's been doing it for the last couple years and it's been really just like knowing that she's been into this and she always won. Like very the I remember the first year year when she signed up for it alone. Uh, she was supposed to do it with her mom, and then the mom, the mom, her mom, uh, injured her shoulder, so she couldn't participate. And then my cousin Anna wanted me to take her mom's place, and I was like, no, I can't. I don't even like a ten k is a lot already. Um, So I wasn't ready back then. And then the next time she did it, she asked us again. Also my, my man or a boyfriend, we both, uh, I think, you know, my boyfriend was going to do it, but he actually got his, um, pinky toe, this sounds really funny. His pinky toe infected, so he couldn't participate. And he gave his ticket to a friend of Anna, so he, she would do it like with this other guy instead. And now, uh, March 2021, she talked us into, uh, joining her for the one in Ruca, uh, And, uh, for some reason, um, I said yes. And I remember, like, it being just, <laughs> group pressure basically um the ticket is pretty expensive I think we paid like 150 euros to do this crazy thing uh or even more I can't remember anymore and um yeah I just thought that I'd signed up and then see how my body responds to like long distance running because obviously you need to you need to take carve out some time to train for this and uh, like my first question when i signed up for this is like how should i you know train and obviously it's easier when you have someone like uh quote unquote on your team who has done it and even longer distances before so Anna would basically be like a mentor to me and always when I would kind of have or doubt myself, um, I would just turn to her and talk to her. And, you know, even before she started doing these crazy long distance runs, uh, we would work out together and I knew that like our fitness levels were each equal, like we've always enjoyed, you know running and high intensity training and our families used to always go to the Alps and ski together. So it didn't feel like too far away (laughs) for me. Um, And uh, we basically just like we would gather the three of us. So Ville, Anna and me every Sunday and Sunday would be our long distance run. Of course, we couldn't gather every single Sunday. And we started out with just like 15K runs super slowly. And we, we never ran, ran longer than 21K. And there's really no need to either. And then once a week, I would do a high intensity or, or something else that really gets, you know, the pulse up, 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 up. And then... I would also pick out one day where I would do like a shorter, uh, everything between three to five or, you know, sometimes even 10, like a faster run. Those were the most horrible ones. Um, that that's basically how we trained for it. So we never ran longer than 20 like 21 K or half marathon. Um, so, because I remember when I signed, signed up for this, I I thought that I would have to like start running marathons or something. But then Anna just said that no, she has done this before, and she never ran more than about twenty k before the other ones. And there's no need to really. Um, and obviously, in Lapland, the t- terrain is really uh, difficult to run in. So there were a few moments when we would have to just like walk um but I'll get I'll get to that <laughs> very soon I'll talk you through the whole day um but yeah I think before I jump deeper into like the whole experience and talk you through the day actually we it was a night we we ran through the night Um, I just want to say that if you're thinking about this and you think that you can't do it, you're wrong. Like I've never been, I always enjoyed running, but I've also had my, you know, periods when I really hated running. Um, so don't let that scare you. And I think this was one of my, just like, I overcame something and you know when everything else in my life and my work and I feel like some so much has gone the wrong way I feel like this was just something I needed to do for myself Um, uh, just to accomplish, um, accomplish something during this whole corona situation and I'm not saying that this like running long distance has anything to do with self-worth but it was a big deal still for me and I think I should be allowed to be proud of myself and for just a comp- like getting through it because if you would have asked me one year ago I would have never never ever even thought about this doing this um but yeah I just want to say like a big shout out to the ones that I did uh, the ones uh, that I did, uh, train with, including my, my boyfriend Villa and my dear cousin, cousin, (laughs) cousin Anna. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go to the very starting point. Um, and then I, I'll just talk you through the whole experience. It feels like it's starting to fade already, like the whole, because there was such a build up to the day that we left and I was like, always, or already super nervous about this whole thing, like a month before when it, you know, it comes so fast for some reason, like time just flies by right now. So on Wednesday night, Anna picked us up from Helsinki and we drove to uh, the east of Helsinki, to Karhosari, a former Sipo, where I used to live also as a child for some years. Uh, and we stayed at Anna's parents' house for uh, during the night. We had some food and then we went to sleep around 9 p.m. We had set the alarm for, I think, 3 a.m. And we woke up around 3am, had a quick shower, changed our clothes and started to drive towards Lapland, I think 3.30 or something. So we were like really early on in the car. Um, and long drive, as I mentioned, shout out to Yalila for getting us through this, I was definitely like just immersed in different crime stories and it's funny how usually like i'm not much into watching thrillers or i don't want to like listen to anything violent but this is just like the best thing ever when you're sitting in a car and the podcaster podcaster who has to show tilda her voice is just like very soothing for some reason (laughs) Um, Anyways, back to the point, Uh, we arrived in Ruka pretty early on, I think like one o'clock. And uh, of course we got into our cabin. We had a really cute, like really classic, uh, traditional Finnish uh, Laplandish cabin. And we packed up our stuff, we got settled and Anna, Anna. (laughs) Like not sure if I should call her Anna or Anna. She had a meeting. I watched some Kardashians. Uh, my brain was just like super dead after sitting in the car. It usually happens after a long, um, just long drives or sitting in a you know airplane. But sitting in an airplane really hasn't happened in a long time for me. Uh, my dear man, Vilev was already very nervous. So he was just like doing stuff. I don't even know what he was doing, but I feel like he was just like walking around and around and around. Um, after Anna's meeting, we got to the supermarket. We bought some stuff for just like food basically. We had to buy a lot of pasta and just carbs in general. Before this whole trip, we already had gone to like super food stores and got our energy gels and all of that. Um, We had quite an early dinner and went again, quite early to sleep for Friday. Uh, The day of the marathon, the Friday, we tried to sleep as long as we could. So we really pushed ourselves, but I think everyone was so nervous. So we still, I think all of us were awake around 10 AM. And we have some vegan um, vegan pancakes for breakfast. I've heard that you're not supposed to do too much dairy before a long run. And for all of us, carbs are, they just really agree with us as fuel. So we really got heavy on carbs. <laughs> um, basically this, was also did it to the day when I broke my, my strike on not eating white sugar, so I had like candy and just immersed myself in everything that I hadn't been able to eat before this run. Just like white sugar, pancakes, uh, of course we had some berries, some veggies, and then I think we had our last meal about four hours before our, the start. Um, so around three o'clock we made uh, pasta e, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but the casio de pepe, <laughs> the one with pecorino and black pepper and just like white, normal pasta. So there was some dairy actually then. <laughs> No, wait, we actually, that was what we had for dinner. And then we had avocado pasta for, as our, as our last real meal. Then around six, we got to gather at the center of Ruka and a bus picked up 50 of us to drive all the way to, into the forest. And I think we started running at half past seven or quarter to eight ish the they didn't have like a a set time of when we should start to run but they waited like they had they did like 50 groups of 50 and then you could start running whenever you were ready to so just because of the corona they had to do that but i feel like it was quite nice also to not be like in you know a big um Mm -hmm group where there's always like that extra nervousness uh before i start um and we started running and it felt pretty great and good and the scenery was beautiful the terrain was quite easy and still in some weird way i managed to stumble on like a route from a tree and of course I face planted and uh broke my new zero compression pants on the knee though it wasn't a big like big thing but annoyed me a little bit continued and then <laughs> like 20 minutes later I stumbled again and face planted completely and actually hurt myself a little bit And we had like a Swedish couple behind us and they were just like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Um, But like, this was so in the beginning of the run. So I just like had to get myself together and we, um, we just continued running. My boyfriend was a little bit annoyed with me and like, can you please watch yourself? Like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. But yeah. Um, we continued. And so when you're doing this kind of a long run after, I would say, um, after 20 K sense of time and distance starts to you know maybe a little bit longer, like after anyways, like my sense of distance and time just disappeared after a time. And I had already decided to not, you know, follow my, my watch too much because sometimes when I know how many k's I've ran, then I start to kind of get stuck in my mind and okay, I have this much left and the time is this much now and we've been running for six hours, so we should about have this much left. So I decided before this whole thing that I wouldn't be following my watch at all. And I would just like take one step at a time. Um, And we had like, all of us had like big camel packs. We had the gels and now I need to really give a big shout out to an energy gel we had. I think all of us had like, we had, I think four different brands, but my big favorite was the cliff cliff brand energy gel in flavor of RAS. And this is the one that doesn't have caffeine in it. As you may have known, I did like May non-white sugar and no coffee, so I didn't want to do like extra caffeine just to be like on the safe side with my stomach. We had also like energy bars and we had like, I had a lot of candy with me and um, like these glucose tablets, the Ciri ones that you get from pharmacies just to like have my glucose and carb levels, um, covered, uh, but the cliff energy doll was amazing. And it's the, the one like, it's a little bit thicker than the other ones on the market. So it's like this, um, caramelly, mm, just really amazing. I really want to just shout out it because, um, that's definitely the one that I'm going to go to, uh, when we do this again. And I could feel like my energy levels kind of stabilize every single time um, after one. And also it did not upset my stomach at all. I've heard a lot of, you know, stories about people getting sick to their tummies, (laughs) to their tummies, to their tummies after taking these kinds of gels. But this one was just incredible. And we tried to always remind everyone in our group. So again, it was the, just the three of us to remember to drink water, to remember to fuel up because we knew that the first stop and like where we could refill our water and get some, some fuel was, uh, after 35 K. So it was quite late on. And again, this whole distance was 56. They say 55, but it, it always goes a little bit over. So um, 56.6 to be correct. I'm very proud of this, (laughs) if you hear me. Um, But so yeah, we ran through the night and I must say that the terrain was really okay and quite nice but there was certain like places that it was really hard to run where you would like if you're not used to that kind of terrain you would have to start to like walk and just watch your step and because i had face planted already twice and hurt myself i was a little bit scared to do it again but we were just I, I mean, in some weird way, you still get into a flow, even when you know that there is just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of K or kilometers left. So I remember when we got to like the first stop, um, I did refill my water. I think I drank about a liter or so. So not even that much. I had my camel back, could fit, I think one and a half liters. The only one of us who finished her water was Anna, but she drinks like way more than me and Ville, which is really good. But I'm just like quite bad at drinking water. Um, I remember when we stopped that, I immediately got super, super cold. I had not layered up more than like I had one under jacket and then like one one of those rainy shell jackets on and just a normal pair of tights so which is like quite little for being me I'm usually one that gets really cold very fast but because you're moving constantly and the terrain goes like up and down and up and down and up and down all the time you don't really get cold but then when we stopped at 35k just to like drink a little bit of water and then they gave us like potato chips and um, what was there it's like those uh, pickles yeah pickles and something else banana Banana and Yeah. Anyways, I did not eat that much. I tried to just eat the potato chips. And then I was like trying to get my team going again (laughs) or my my running mates going again because I was starting to get super, super cold. Um after 30K, the terrain flattened out a little bit. It was like actually nicer and you didn't have to lift your feet as high for a moment. So when there was like a completely flat road, there was one tiny route that I stumbled upon and I face planted again. So third time after the first stop, big face plant. And at that point, it's like middle of the night. And I was like so close to tears, Uh, really battling like because you're just like you you don't want anything to stop (laughs) you from moving forward because at this point you're like just like you're you're starting to become like this machine of just like you're just moving forward, forward, forward. And um, yeah, it's like Villa just ran to me and picked me up and like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because it probably looked really bad. But yeah, it was like, I did hurt myself and was tired and I almost started crying. It was like, okay, let's just go, 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 go and not make a big deal out of this. Uh, we continued. And then I think after 10 or 7K, I have no idea how far we had. I think this was probably at around 40 something K, um, my poor cousin did also fall once, but she, I think she like fell sideways. So it was like, okay for her and her knees are, were spared. Um, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Villa was the only one of us who didn't come out, uh, with any, any scars, I guess. But, um, um I would say between the first stop and the second stop, there was like, the time didn't exist for me. It felt like in one way, it felt like it went by quite fast and in another way, it felt like an eternity. Um, I remember that this part was really wet and there was like a lot of water on the roads and just like, it was hard to. Get through some parts, and you had to like actually go into the forest and like circle the the actual road. But the second stop was a fifty k. So at this point, you know that you have about five k left. Uh, so I thought that this would be like easy, easy breezy, lemon squeezy. Uh, at this point, I had to actually pee for the first time, and we were we knew that like i think the time was about like four or half past four a.m here so we were tired and every one of us were wearing like their second jacket so we i i did a quick pee and then we kind of just like walked through the stop and grabbed chips and stuff and like walked out again because we were every one of us it was so cold Um, and this is where like hell started like big time. Um, we didn't refill our bottles because we thought that like, this is like almost done. Well, we were not right. Anyways, like we were okay with water. But the thing is that here is like the, the climbing starts here. The last 5k took us like. Almost two hours. I think like over ninety minutes. Our we had to like we watched Villas. Uh, he has one of these like more expensive and like better uh, sports watches. And our slowest kilometer took us, I think, eighteen point something minutes. So yeah probably says a lot and the climbing we we had to go up five peaks and the thing was that the first two times and when you're climbing up and down you're not really gaining any distance because it takes so much time to just like climb up and this like this is where the terrain got really really tough like really really tough you would have to use your hands at certain points you there were like ropes on the side that you were like hanging on to um not really hanging on to but it was just like i'm i cannot understand how these professional athletes are ish running up these hills they're probably not running but some of them were like you know, jogging down and like the going down is always more scary for me than going up. After the two first peaks, uh, I thought that like the second peak was like, then you're done. But then at the third one, you can see that you have two more left. There's like a church or like some kind of building at the the second last one. It was like, sun was rising, the, it was just like so beautiful, but I was getting so pissed at the terrain and I remember that this is like where it started to really get mentally tough and I just wanted to, I don't know, I was just so angry with the terrain that I could not enjoy myself anymore here even though the sunrise was gorgeous and you're like in lapland and but you're also cold and you've been running through the night and you're kind of like just wanna you just wanna get home so i was just like one of those assholes who were like always a little bit ahead of you know, the two other ones in my group because I was the one who was freezing the most. So I had to keep on moving, moving, moving and not stop. Um, And then like Anna and Vila were more okay with they're more like built for colder climates. I guess I'm more of a Bali and Australia climate girl. So I was just like freezing, freezing, freezing. So I was like constantly when I could run, I would run. But like I always waited for them a little bit, but then I had to run Um, and they could see me almost the whole time. So, and I, yeah, anyways, the last climb was up, you know, the, the skiing, the skiing peak where the, the, what's it called? The, the skiing where they go down a hill and then they like fly off, you know, that, Thing. Anyways, the last peak was just—it was so incredible to just like know that this is the last climb you're doing. But holy fork, it was tough. Uh, your legs, my legs were shaking. I remember my my left knee was just talking a lot and just like, can you can you just like stop? And then when you when we were up. At the last stop, we were just like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go down. I wanted to run because here the terrain gets easier again, and it's not as much of like these big rock things that are really dangerous. So it's like more, more of an easy road, even if it's like quite steep downhill, it's still like more, more safe to go like jog but my my boyfriend was like trying to like can you wait for us can you wait for us like yeah I can but I'm like really really cold so you need to hurry up um and then when you get down to the finish line there was like I think this was must have been a little bit before 6 a.m there was like three lovely ladies who were like cheering on us and then we ran over the finish line together we held each other's hands and it was just like i am now getting more emotional about it because when you cross that finish line you're so empty (laughs) (laughs) that you can't really feel anything you're like yeah i'm so happy like i was super happy But you were like, just like, so you just want to get into the car and drive back to the cabin. So we grabbed ourselves like the, you got like these cute metal thingies and then um, a soup. They served us some soup. I got a nice lentil soup. And then we just like kept on walking to the car because as it, it was still really cold and like the wind was, even if the sun was already... Uh Shining, and it was beautiful weather. The wind was really cold, so we just like kept walking and yeah, um, I think the whole thing hit me probably like the same evening, but at the same time, when I look back, it still feels very surreal because of I guess that like the time thingy, when time disappears, you're just like, you're so in the moment, even if you are struggling a little. The funny thing is that, so this took us just underneath like 11 hours. And this was like the 56.6 kilometer run. And the one Anna has done is 66 and that one usually takes her uh, about nine hours but this like she said that the terrains are really different but at Pallas uh, there's just two really really long climbs so in between these two you're actually able to like run more like a normal person and so forth and it's just like two really long climbs and then it's like a long you know downhill also versus Here in Ruka, the terrain goes like constantly. It's like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And then in the end, there's like five really steep and just complicated uh, climbs. So she says both, both of these are really tough, but, um, yeah, obviously like time wise, um, this one took her longer, even though she is like used to running long distance. Um, so I think that's interesting. I think we'll try to go. We'll see what, what what distance we choose next year. But I feel like I want to again go maybe a little bit longer. Um, but then again, it's not about that. It's it's just like my goal was to get get through it, and I did. So I'm very I'm very happy. Um, then when we got back home, obviously we went to sleep and we slept from, I think we fell asleep half past seven and then we woke up around 11 and we basically just sat in the couch and ate pizza <laughs> the whole day. Um, and you're kind of like just brain dead not dead but like you're just you're you're very you feel very weird it's like you've been partying for a long time it's like you're in a hangover without alcohol um so we just like sat and we ate a lot and then when we went to sleep I remember that I actually had some like weird pressure around my chest so definitely like this whole it's on a cellular, cellular level, the, the kind of, there's a damage that you really do, you know, not like, yeah, but it's like still really goes heavy onto your body. So I remember that it was like hard to fall asleep because I feel like I couldn't breathe properly, properly. And then the next day it really hits you. Um, my, both Anna's and Villas feet were dead and for some reason my feet came out like without any blister. Is it blistered? I think so. Uh I had oh you can DM me if you want to know what kind of like shoe brand I had. Um Villa used Solomon, Salomon, salmon, Sal Solomon, Solomon, not salmon. Solomon's <laughs> shoes. And Anna had the the ones that are quite popular right now. Is it something on age? H, um, anyways, I can get you the shoe brand. You can like DM me and I'll I'll let you know because I can't really remember, but also a big shout out to zero compression. I had my, my leggings tights and, the knee height socks. And then like I, a shirt also, um, long sleeve shirt, and they really got me through like The whole thing. It felt like it kept my body together. Uh, The only thing that was and still is a little bit fucked was like bruises on my knees and scars on my knees from the falling three times. (laughs) Um, Mentally, I thought actually that this whole run would be more tough, um, but also because. I've been comparing myself to Anna's um, experiences and she did run it. Uh, the first time she did the 66k in Palas, she ran it alone um, through the night in like a 38 uh, Celsius heat wave. So there she said that the men like you, you're struggling mentally and you, you are thinking that you're not going to survive water-wise. And you're like, at times you're alone in the forest and you think that the wolves are going to come and catch you. So I know that this is like being the three of us. There's another form of safety, you know, always because if something happens, you still have at least two people. And also just to mention that there is like, even if you can't see anyone, there will be like a person really close to you at like just behind a tree or somewhere. So we were, I didn't feel like I was alone with the two of them at either, but it surprised me how I wasn't really struggling mentally to get through it. But it can also be that I was just like, so, you know, um, in the flow with my body and I guess, of course I was like struggling, but I, I tried to not think about the distance and I kept on like walking and going. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that my body's still very exhausted. I get really like um, from just walking a normal tiny hill with the dogs are just, it, it can be, it, it feels like a struggle at times. and. I've gotten a little bit dizzy and I know that I need to like take this whole week to just like recover. And I taught a yoga clash, clash, class on Tuesday, uh, a more like strong flow, and it was really tough on my system. Um, so that's like one thing that I, I need to remind myself that if, when you do this, just try to cancel any physical. Activity the week after so that you can fully recover and just get, go for slow, slow walks and uh, really indulge in like good food, veggies. Um, I've been quite bad with my food. Like I've been eating donuts and had some wine yesterday and I know that my body needs more veggies and healthy food. Uh, but like my main tips for anyone who is thinking of doing this uh, is to find a friend who is as nuts (laughs) as you because I know that without these two I wouldn't have committed maybe to the training um, in the same way that I did. If you're doing this alone um, then amazing and just remember to like have your fuel with you and you'll probably meet someone on the way that you can talk to. I think you had kind of a nice community, like sense of community with the other runners in the forest. So you weren't really feeling alone and everyone is saying hello to you and you're passing each other (laughs) a few times back and forth. Um, and It's funny also when you're running with a friend uh, remember that you're not gonna have the runners high and runners flow the same time one is gonna be in flow and the other one is gonna be like struggling a little bit so just like take that in mind again big shout out get your compression pants the zero point like the whole full body thing was incredible invest in shoes that fits your foot don't go like what i did in the beginning was like i would read reviews but then i as a yoga teacher i know that we're so uniquely built that i decided to not listen to what the internet says or anything i went to a store and and i tried out probably five different pairs of shoes and i picked them that felt the best on my foot, which sounds really obvious, but I know that sometimes I tend to get stuck in, you know, what people say on the internet and what kind of reviews, you know, the shoe has, um, but these ones were so good and, um, yeah, it's weirdly also like how fast I recovered, like my muscles feel okay now but honestly like (laughs) I know that on a cellular cellular level as I already mentioned you need to take take it easy at least for a week after this whole and then now I feel like I I'm I know that I'm hooked you're gonna get hooked (laughs) and we're already planning like what our next uh event or what we want to do next and yeah, another tip is if you're running, you know, in colder climates, then use no, just get a nice just have some layers and have a nice like wind um like these tiny or not just the rain shell thingy, raincoats that are easy, easily put on and taken off so that you don't carry too much weight but that you still have like enough with you so you don't uh, get really cold and then I don't know if this is a really bad tip or a good one but for me the not looking on my watch and not knowing how long I had been running or of course I had a clue kind of (laughs) like we Villa was like checking the time and checking the distance but I think it worked for me to not know exactly how how far and how long it had been. So that's another tip for me. And then obviously carb up before and maybe don't eat like heavy meat or something that is really hard on your system. Just eat like simple digestible food for your body. And this is again, very personal, very so different, but like pasta is great. Uh, then fats, of course, some avocado, um, have your favorite, like just have snacks with you during the run that you, that aren't that dry because like a dry oat bar, I had one of those with me. It's just like, not gonna, it's really hard to chew when you're running and you don't want like you, you're going to walk while you're eating. So like those cliff energy gels were just amazing and then the I gotta say the like basic glucose tablet thingies um the siripiri ones in Finland they're called siripiri I love the word they were actually amazing for me also I had like one <laughs> one in each cheek at times like a hamster um overall yes I would do it again uh, I want to do it next year but I also know that this puts a lot of um it's just a big deal for the body so you don't want to maybe do it many times a year if you're not a pro athlete and yeah just if you're if you're you are gonna do the palace one in june or no july uh, i wish you the best luck and have so much fun and maybe get a friend to sign up if there's still time Remember that it's okay to walk at times. And, uh, the main thing is to try to have as fun as you can. I I mean, there's going to be a few breakdowns and you're probably going to fall if you're like me, stumble on your own feet and some roots. And if you're in Palas, there's more like, it's more rocky. Um, but it's a fun, it's a fun thing. And again. Thank you to NUTS for organizing these events. This is not sponsored, but I think running in a forest with amazing views and diff- very different terrains um, makes all the difference Like from running in a city that looks pretty much the same anywhere you go. Um, if you have anything you want to ask or, you know, share if you are maybe like a pro athlete or <laughs> if you've done, done this, um, I'm really like eager to hear. I think this is like, I just, I don't know. For some reason it feels like a really big milestone for me. So sorry, my, my man was calling me. So hopefully this is not uh, affecting the the quality of this last um last sentences i'm saying but yeah i'm gonna get back to uh, my my work stuff and next week we will have a very special guest on um i'm really looking forward to this interview with this specific person and brand. It's a brand that I really love. So stay tuned for that. And otherwise remember that we, we as in me and Eva are, are organizing this beautiful women's retreat in August. So I, yeah, you can find out more through the link in our description bio on Instagram. So if you want more info, you can definitely go and check it out. It's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, hopefully this episode was interesting, definitely was a journey for me to get to this point, to accomplish this and to run this feels like a milestone for me. And I'm just like really proud of myself. And I feel like, uh, I don't know, (laughs) superhuman. (laughs) Um, but then you start to, obviously you're like starting to compare yourself to the pro athletes who I think that the the fastest woman was she did this this like the 56k the same as us in like five hours or so so i mean there's still work to do <laughs> but these are like they look like i don't know like unicorns just like flying <laughs> they're not even touching the ground it looks ridiculous um Okay, but definitely go and check out like www.nutsfi.com or something, or Google nuts, trail run Finland, and you'll find more, um, more information about the different distances you can run in the different locations. And, uh, yeah, if you're eager to join us next year, let us know. We are going to circle back to next week with a guest and until then have a beautiful, beautiful day or night or whatever it is, wherever you are right now. Okay, bye now.